If you're already using the enemy in common in your stories, you know, where you throw rocks at people, the bad people in your market, and you're using it to grab attention in, say, your ads, emails, promotions, especially when you're trying to use a story behind it, well, I want to show you a different way, an old school way you can use um, to add some more flavor to your marketing. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome back. This is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. So glad you're here with me today. Hey, do you like using YouTube? Because I definitely do. Um, you know, random videos, one, one of the things I've got into a little bit of a YouTube wormhole, I guess you would call it, is uh, why are things so expensive? And I've just watched things like, why is saffron so expensive? Why is wasabi so expensive? Just these random things. And I don't have ad blocker on my phone, so I get to see the ads, right? And <laughs> maybe you're in the same position as me, but I get, I see these ads all the time for business opportunities from a whole bunch of different niches and it, it, it goes like because I pre-framed this episode if you're using the enemy in common or you're using you're throwing rocks at enemies to grab attention and to bond with the audience it's the right thing to do but here's what I'm seeing a lot on YouTube ads um, and it, it it just adds a lot of whole bunch of noise to what's going on so you'll see the affiliate people bagging out the the e-com crowd and then you'll see the e-com um, throwing insults at the service-based business crowd. And then you'll see the service-based business crowd bagging out the Amazon FBA teachers. Um, and they're all sort of pushing their own agendas. And they're using that to grab attention at the start. It's not this, it's not this, it's not this. Um, and, and it made me just realize, what does someone believe? Like, How can someone believe that you're the right person to, to lead them along? Um and because like I said before, it's a whole bunch of noise. If everyone's blaming each other for the problem, then who do you trust basically? Um, so I went back to some old school control sales letters written by a really famous copywriter called John Carlton. If you don't know what control means, basically it just means uh, he's written it and it's it's the gold standard. No one's been able to beat, rewrite it and beat it and get more sales, if that makes sense. And John's really good at wrapping a story around his pitch. And these, are, I will, you know, be frank, this is not a YouTube ad. This is a, probably what looks like a magazine ad, two page order, order form page, uh, mini sales letter, so to speak. But what he does is that, I'll go through the examples in just a sec, but he doesn't necessarily lead with the enemy in common to bond with the audience. So what he does is a lot more covert. This is John, by the way. He, he What he does is a lot more covert. Uh, he uses a conversational approach in his style and he tries to bond with them emotionally first, like as he gets, he gets what's going on with them rather than, you know, throwing rocks immediately. He still does it, but 
He does it in a more, like I said, a covert way. So I want to give you a few examples. And, you know, this isn't to say that the first option, like on YouTube that I said, just outright throwing rocks to, to grab attention is incorrect. That's not true. Um, what you should be doing is testing both of these. So seeing how people, maybe people react differently if you use the method I'm just about to bring up with you. And so the first one is, I'll, I'll link these as well. If, if you just want to get a copy of these, um, there's, a, there's a couple of links. I don't want to make the show notes too cumbersome. You can just email me at support at julesdan.com and I'll send you these two uh, sales letters. They're from swipes.co. There's no opt-in or anything. I'll just give it to you. Um, but yeah, so the first sales letter, the first story, John empathizes with his audience first and then he brings in the enemy in common, which is golf pros. So I'd love to read it out to you just so you can paint the picture a bit. Right, here we go. If you're like me and your backswing is getting shorter and shorter because of age, a stiffer back or even arthritis, and you love to tap into a hidden treasure trove of pure, raw, youthful power, balance and consistency that you're currently ignoring, along with almost every other golfer out there, then this is going to blow your mind. Um, Here's a story. You know that uh, as top dog of OHP, I've got no idea what that means. It must be some golfing lingo. So, side note, that's a good tactic. I have access to the most sought-after underground golf heroes in the world. And up to a year or two ago, I was able to make full use of everything they had to offer. But I'm getting older. I have to admit it. But it's the truth. And getting older means stiffer, more out of shape, and suffering all kinds of physical insults that don't seem to heal very quickly anymore. I hate it. But you don't need it to let you don't need to let it interfere with your golf game. Nearly every pro PGA teacher out there wants you to copy the windmill style swings of the touring pros, which is fine if you're 22 years old and you're fresh from boot camp, all buffed out and limber as a circus performer. But it's not fine as you get past your early years. My God, by the time most guys hit 30, the deterioration has begun in earnest, and suddenly you're skipping around here. And there, because of pain or injury, forget that. I want golf every opportunity I get, and I bet you'll do too. So when I realized that my backswing was getting shorter and my power and distance and accuracy was beginning to suffer, I started to look for insiders who could help. And then he talks about the person. That's when I found Bill McKinney. Now, can you see how he really empathized with, as you, I'm getting old too, I, I freaking hate it, and... It's no fun. And if you want to learn from the pros, the methods they teach, yeah, it works if you're in really good shape and if you can take advantage of a young, youthful body, which most people reading that would not have. So he didn't lead out by saying, are you sick of PGA coaches who teach you this, blah, blah, blah. No, he did it more subtly. So that's the first example. Um, and he used a lot of, obviously, curiosity and intrigue to get people sucked into that story. So that's something good. And I got a second story as well. Now, this was a, I, I brought this up because this is going to happen. So the story builds on the tension of an imagined fear that people have or the fear of it happening again, and that is getting beaten the crap out of in a fight. Or it might be the embarrassment of getting your ass kicked in front of your girl. Um, I don't know... <laughs> I'll just keep it at that. Um, so what the sales letter is in this one, it's it's a story of this 
older guy, 40-year-old dude who's been in many, many underground illegal cage matches, basically, where he's just hasn't lost 17-0 and 0 in, um, and he's beaten these guys who are like 6'8", 284 pounds, 268-pound Mexican strongman, 6'2", the favorite by 100-1, to 1, barely lasted a minute and a half, <laughs> barely lasted a minute and a half before going out cold. So they build all this, you know, suspense that this, who is this underdog, basically, who is this older underdog who can beat the crap out of these people? And then he goes on to the story, and which I'll read for you. Um, I'll happily read for you. Um, but what he's trying to do is to empathize with the audience. Uh, he's saying, I'm the little guy like you. I'm the older dude like you. Um, but I, I'm able to show the average guy, show the average Joe that it is possible to win a fight very, very quickly. Okay, so here it is. He took a group of guys off the street, most with zero fighting experience, no skills at all, and no killer instinct. These yo-yos were out of shape, not muscular, not coordinated, not gifted, not anything. In fact, a couple of them were young women. Don't matter to Tom. Uh, didn't matter to Tom. In the shortest time humanely possible, he used his teaching secrets to force feed his simple basic fighting secrets into this motley group. And then he sent them out into the cages for the first fight of their lives. As a result, as of Tuesday, total of 68 no rules cage bouts by 15 of his fighters. Record. 64 wins by knockout or submission, four losers to decision. Not one of his guys has ever been knocked out or ever hurt. The decision losses were actually draws. Uh, in just an amazing short time, Tom took lambs and turned them into fearless warriors. So what does this all have to do with you? Everything. Now here's, here's, here's the part where he uses the enemy in common now. Now that he's sort of won their trust done some credibility in a more elegant way. If Tom Proctor can take average Joes and turn them into vicious fighters who stare down and knock out meaner, heavier, and more experienced opponents in no-rule cage fights where there's no one to run, just think what his techniques can do for a guy like you. Think about that for a sec. Tom's been aching for a chance to show guys like you what he can do for you. It's his mission to completely erase all the advantages that big, muscular, intensely trained assholes have against normal guys. Oh, man. So, can you really see, like, he's really rooting for those people who are thinking that, like, fuck, fuck those big asshole dudes. Um, and to finish up, he says, his single-minded goal is to make every bully, rapist, robber, and thrill-seeking punk think twice before jumping a guy or woman they think they can easily take. He wants every badass bad guy to see the inside of a hospital if they get out of line. Just poetry. So, so good. Um, and you can see the difference um, John's done from the golfer there. He's just like, I've been in your position. I know what it's like to get older and it sucks. Whereas this guy, he's, he's got the experience. He's a bit older and he's taken these people who maybe a little bit timid, more shy, don't want to get embarrassed again and he, and he wants to, he's like chipping their cause basically and enemy in common are those big muscly asshole dudes. So whole different ways you can take away from this but, but like I said at the start of this, there's two ways you can use the enemy in common. One is to grab attention and throw rocks straight away or two is to first win their trust, empathize with them, 
show that you've walked a mile in their shoes and then introduce the enemy in common. So something definitely to consider whether you're writing YouTube ads yourself or for emails. Um, and that being said, I actually haven't promoted my, my services ever. If you're ever interested in um, getting some emails written for say like an autoresponder or a launch, I'm just going to leave my email below at support at julesdan.com. Um, but otherwise, yeah, grab the five costly email mistakes and how to avoid them is how you get to know me first. Um, but other than that, you know, thanks a lot for listening to Storytelling Secrets. I really enjoyed today's episode. Put a bit more effort into it, but definitely worth it. Hope you got something away from it. And other than that, I'm going to see you on Thursday for the guest podcast. See you then. Bye for now.